Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. It's very exciting to be back with you where you are listening <laughs> or watching us on YouTube. Hello to everyone. Uh, and hello to Brad. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I feel weird sitting on this side, but it's actually good. I've got a sore neck this week. And have you? It's, it's good to just focus in here. So, I don't know. Blessed. Why have you got a sore <laughs> Blessed. Hashtag <laughs> blessed. Why have you got a sore neck? Uh, because I went to a post-hardcore metal show on Monday. <laughs> To relive my younger days. What band is this? Alexis on Fire. Oh, so I've heard you talk about them, but I don't I, know. I much do about like them. seminal, seminal Canadian post-hardcore band toured, and I had a great time. But my neck is very sore. Your neck didn't have a great time. No, no. Well, your did neck not. was just had too much of a good time. Yes, yes, that one too. I see. Who'd you go with, your brother? No, I went by myself. You went on your own. Yeah, it was uh-huh. actually super fun. Really? I don't know. I, I feel like. It's been on my bucket list to go see a movie by myself for a long time. I haven't done that yet, but mm. I think it was good. I just I was completely in the moment, just having fun and listening, and yeah, it was a good time. Just let let it go. Yeah, let go. Right. Well, uh, we have a guest on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a podcast who has long <laughs> legs because I keep hitting my knee. On <laughs> you put me at the end. <laughs> Um, we also have a, a podcast who's probably done more episodes than us. Oh, Anna. Hello. Anna. Hi. Yeah. How are you? I'm well. So hey, we're I'm reaching out to Anna's audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're trying to pilfer some of Anna's audience. <laughs> oh, that's if yeah. you promote it on yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, I do apologise. I keep we keep knocking knees. But, it's all good. Um, I shouldn't have put. We're friends. The it's fine. Oh, that's nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Um, welcome to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on. No worries. Um, you were saying that, uh, what were you saying? What was your latest episode on Word on the Street Podcast is what Word it's called, isn't it? Word on the Street Podcast. I have just created a, an episode on Palm Sunday. Oh. With Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Mm. Yeah. And what uh, <laughs> what did you talk about on that actual episode? I did talk about how all eyes were on Jesus and as he was coming in with the, the palms and the cloaks being laid down and I likened it to me, me arriving at my wedding and walking down the aisle and all eyes on me and I, d- I didn't really like that feeling. Really. <laughs> <laughs> did you put like your bouquet in front of your face or something <laughs> as you were walking down? No, you know, I had I had six months to prepare my mind for it and you know, it's something, <laughs> something that every girl knows that she's going to do or not every girl, but you know. Is keen to do. Going to do can, one day can. maybe? Yes. Yeah. Well, yep. um, yes. Well, yeah. I feel like you're all eyes on you when you stand up the front when you're getting married as a man. Yeah, I think that's almost. I would say it's worse because you don't have anything to hold. If I've got something in my hands, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, but when and you're I just have my standing dad. there like a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I found that like standing there with the groomsmen waiting <laughs> for the bride to arrive, that was the worst. I didn't know who to really talk to. Mm. Some family members were trying to start conversations, but you're like. I'm nervous, You don't man. really know Leave what to do. Alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird time. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think a lot of the nerves come from um, a habit that I've got of saying the wrong word. It's close, <gasps> but not quite. Yeah. So if that happens, don't laugh at me. That's something that, that regularly happens to me. Like, can you give us an example? No, no. I try and erase it from my brain as soon as it happens, but... My dad does it and oh, it's a really? bit of a family thing. Is it a little bit like I actually know someone that said that they went, they intended to say, went to the gym to do some lunges and they said, they said, they said, they said 
actually went to the gym and did some lounges. <laughs> Is it like that? Yeah, okay. I would say that. Okay. And I say stuff like, I say the wrong name or whatever in my podcast when I do do it and I have the chance to edit it. So, yeah. and, I, and I sound perfect when I yeah. <laughs> publish each episode. <laughs> I don't even say um or anything. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I cut them all out. Well, we're a little bit more <laughs> laissez-faire yes. on this podcast. <laughs> that's because we want to know the real you. I know, huh? so I'm not going to sound so perfect, but oh. that's all right. Interesting perfectionism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the first question. See, I just went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> So we won't be cutting that out. <laughs> How do Second. I like my hot chips? Yes. Oh. yes. Oh, I like it when people just ask themselves because <laughs> they're like, when, when's this thing going to be over? Yes, how um, do you like your hot chips? Well, for many, many years it was with chicken salt, but yes. um, in recent years I have been avoiding artificial everythings and mm-hmm. so I've had to adapt myself to the usual normal salt yes and um, you know I don't eat a lot of hot chips they're not that that healthy for me so mm. when I do have them they're a bit of a treat <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to make them extra special and did you hear that chicken salt's fake so <laughs> it doesn't make it's, it's a flavor enhancer it just makes yes. everything taste really amazing yes <laughs> it's like MSG Makes everything better. MSG, yep. Madison, Madison Square <laughs> Except Garden. Except your body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Meets it's your time. tongue, amazing for a while, but yeah. not the rest of your body. That's yeah. it. Well, that's most food. Most food, are you sure? Isn't that lots of food? Uh, I don't know. I think that's most food, food people eat. Wouldn't be that grateful. Oh, I see yeah, what I you're saying. That yeah, that's probably that could be oh, not probably I'd, that could be true. Let's <laughs> not make some wild, outlandish statements on this yes. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for word on the street. <laughs> uh, do you have any sauce or anything? Or are you just going plain salt? No, yeah, just do the plain salt. If okay. vinegar's op- offered, I'll often take some vinegar, yeah. but it's not usually. Oh, vinegar, vinegar just does pop up occasionally. Mm. Yeah. I remember having it as a child and I loved I loved the vinegar. I, I've never had vinegar on hot chips. Is it similar to the flavour of salt and vinegar on, you know, crisps? Yes, yeah. and that was my flav- favourite flavour before mm. going off. Mine was up there too, for salt and vinegar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh Something I've started asking people though is, do you have like a favourite childhood memory of hot chips? Um, every Christmas I would stay with my grandmother mm-hmm. and she would take us to the beach and give us <laughs> fish and chips. That was her favourite. Yeah. And, and the whole family would go down and have a fish and chips meal. That's nice. I would, <laughs> I didn't like the fish and mum didn't like the batter, so we would swap. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you would, what would you swap though? Well, I'd have her batter and she'd have with my the fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> so she's shaving it off and then like giving it to you. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm. All right. Team second, work. you want to ask the second question? What is Brady? the second question again? Oh, yeah. How did, How did you come a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't second guess a seasoned podcaster. Yeah, well yeah. I've been telling you about about me all the time. <laughs> oh. Is that what you're calling yourself now? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm heavily seasoned, not with yeah. chicken salt. Oh. Well, um, I think you've got more more hours down than I do. My episodes are only ten minutes. Oh, yours, really? Yours, um, and I've got 140. So that's okay. that's not that many. Quality, minutes. not quantity. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what about the way he said that? <laughs> quality, <laughs> not quantity. Uh, while lo- while looking Joel in the eyes. You guys have got a lot of quality <laughs> happening. Yes, that's great. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how many episodes 
have been on. It's probably like 120, something like that's that. That's a so lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's enough yeah. for you, Joel. <laughs> no, it's a lot for everyone to go back and listen to and get to know people from the community. Yeah, it's a lot to have to put up with me as well. <laughs> that's a lot of um, conversion stories. Yes. yes. Oh, so yeah. you're, I think this is for Chip Line, just episode 73. Uh-huh. And then there's the, the shock absorber ones okay, too. Yep. But yes. Makes uh, sense. Anyway, let's, let's get back to the original. <laughs> How the I became a Christian. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yep. Please, please do. Well, I um, have never really known a time where I didn't know God. I didn't ever reject Jesus. And I have grown up in a Christian family. I was taught about all of the important things right from early on. Mum and Dad always prayed with me before I went to bed and was very privileged in that. Um, I lived in Lismore where my dad was a youth minister for eight years through primary school and up to year eight and grew up in the church, in the Anglican church with a, you know, an Anglican, and a Sydney Anglican minister dad and he had a huge influence on on me and I remember a time or every time that anyone was invited to do you know the the sinner's prayer you say sorry for your sins and you have accept the Holy Spirit and you're going to heaven I would always pray that because you know it's good to to do those things but you know it wasn't ever for the first time or I don't remember the first time yeah but I do remember being about eight and in our church, you're allowed to do communion if you'd gone through a specific book, little booklet. So Dad sat down with me for a few nights and we went through the booklet and I answered all the right questions <laughs> and I was a Christian. I was yeah. classified, yep, she can do communion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so from that age, I did that. Yeah, we moved to Sydney when I was in year eight and it was a little bit like... Um, coming home because Lillysmore is very different and Mm. there weren't a lot of Christians there and our youth group was very small. We used to combine youth groups all the time with all the other Anglican churches in the area and we'd meet up in Ballina and have camps with all of the other Christians in the area. So that was really cool. But coming to Sydney, there were a lot of like-minded people in the churches and I found, you know, like-minded people and was able to realise that I wasn't alone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, right. So year eight, you moved back to Sydney. Yeah. So do you remember a time at all where you, like you said, you did the, the little booklet. Mm. Do you remember any time where you actually, like, at the, around that age, decided I am going to be a Christian or you just you just kind of like, I no. am I am a Christian? Yeah, yeah. I'll do that again. I'll do that <laughs> again. Yeah, always. Is that why you kept always. doing this in this prayer, just to make sure? No, it was, it was a, oh, if anyone believes in Jesus, then they can pray this prayer and say sorry for their sins. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Sounds good. But I wouldn't <laughs> go up the front, you know, it was just in your heart. Yeah. Better yeah, than yeah. just sitting there doing nothing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How does it, because it's hard, like as um, both Brian and I from a non-Christian family, it's kind of hard to know yep. what that's like. How do you think that would, be, in your experience, and we can maybe go back and forth about it, mm. How is that different, do you think, to growing up in a non-Christian family? Do you think, um, I mean, you probably didn't have much choice <laughs> in terms of, like, choosing your family. Yeah. But uh, looking back on it, do you think that was re- was really cool yeah. growing up? Yeah. I think unlearning things is really hard. So if you mm. get in a habit of something, to change that habit, you have first have to unlearn it before you learn a new habit. Mm. And so I had the privilege of learning to do the godly way the first time. So if we were going to speak nastily to each other with my brother and sisters, mum would come down and it's really hard. We were never, ever to badmouth each other or to 
to say horrible things and that was a real priority and so I remember coming to Sydney I met some friends and they would see me at youth group being nice to my sister and I'm like whoa <laughs> do you really treat your sister like that you do I, I have observed your family you do look after each other as siblings very <laughs> oh, much thank you <laughs> thank you for being a great example no worries <laughs> and does that because how many do you want to tell us your family like you have yes. can I guess <laughs> yeah you have one brother and two sisters is mm -hmm. that right okay yeah there we go good but yep. where do you fit in the, so the I hierarchy have an, I have an older <laughs> sister Yep. Two years older, yep. and then me, and then my brother is two years younger than me, and my little sister is your age, five years younger. Yeah, she's in the same. She was in the same year yeah. as me at school, but not same school. Yep. Mad Madeline. I was like, <laughs> I know her as Maddie, but I'm like, what's her full name? It's Madeline. <laughs> um, so, what about growing up as a uh, a child of a pastor? Yeah. How does that? Do you feel like you have to keep up appearances all the time? Um, he was only the pastor while in Lismore. Oh, we yeah. moved to Sydney and he um, took over the management of the running of the Port Hacking Conference Centre's Youth Works. Okay. And so while we were in Lismore, um, I was a bit famous. Everyone knew me. <laughs> and, I mean, I did say that I didn't like people <laughs> all eyes on me, but, I, yeah. you know, I'm happy to have a one-on-one. -on -one, <laughs> <you know. laughs> one-on-one with many. I'm happy to sign autographs whenever yeah. they require them. And we got a lot of, um, so dad was the youth minister and when I was in primary school we had a lot of different babysitters. They were all really fun and they all spent lots of time with us. Yeah. Yeah, right. What's Lismore like? I looked it up on Google <laughs> Maps just to check I knew where it was. Yeah. It's right near Byron Bay mm -hmm. and Ballina. What's a, what's Describe what it's like for us that haven't oh, been there like it, me. It was <laughs> a long time ago. There what was, was it like? There then? was a... Um, <laughs> A big indigenous community there, mm -hmm. and there uh, was a you know a lower socioeconomic area. There's a lot of hippies. You don't mm. need to wear shoes, and you know there was a lot of shops that sold incense and stuff. I used to burn incense in my room, wear crocheted jumpers mm. and beading, and I don't know like. Why did you say crochet jumpers like that? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, don't know, I saw one in the shop the other day, and I was really tempted. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> you can still pull it off, I reckon. I know. I was thinking that, but you know. I'm a bit more practical these days. Oh, you should still. <laughs> I think you should have committed to it. Okay, so then you come back to Sydney. Yeah. Is that hard moving at like year eight? <laughs> Is that hard for you? Because so you're like you're just like starting high school yes. and stuff like that. Yes, and I went to so Lismore High. I've walked through Kirraway High. The kids go to Kirraway High. It's exactly the same. Same buildings. Oh, really? Same layout. Same everything. I like kind of built it around the same time, maybe or something. Yeah, must oh, have yeah. been. I went to C Block. I'm like the canteens here. There's you know there's toilets yeah. up there. I'm like yep. Exactly as I remember. As it should be. <laughs> and I moved, okay. I moved to Sydney and um, my sister got into Inabara, which is where mum and dad wanted me to go, but there wasn't space for me. So I went to Daming oh. and that was the biggest culture shock I've ever wow, had. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was yep. freezing compared to Lismore. A bit different to no shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the winter, we would take jumpers off, you know, by recess. It was yeah. beautiful weather. Uh, in oh, in Lismore, in sorry. Lismore, yeah. Yes. And okay. I mean, Dame Bank had the stockings and the polish shoes. And yeah. I used to wear basketball, you know, Nikes to school. Yeah. No, that's not allowed. Out. Blazers and a yeah. bowling cap. Like yeah, the, the hat. hat. Yeah. yeah was yes. I was asking was some other people about that from Dame Bank and they're like, we don't wear the hat. No, well, like, I oh, did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I only lasted a term there. I came home ah. crying every afternoon oh, and I did get yeah. into Inabara in the end. But yeah, that was a, a big a shock to the system. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask why you were coming home so I said 
so upset? I was coming home upset because um, there were some nasty girls there and there were some nice girls and I opted to be hanging out with the nice girls but then ended up being treated badly by the other girls. I don't know. I felt like there was only two types of people in my year, nice ones and and ones who were mean to the nice ones. You know, like yeah. that, oh, was, okay. that was how my 13-year-old self viewed, viewed my term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It must be difficult because if you're moving and then you go into a school that's very finding hard to adapt to as well. Yeah. And then so uh, you managed to go to Indorara. What was your parents' perspective on that? Because you've talked about how great it was growing up in a Christian yeah. home. What was their perspective on on dealing with something like that? So my mum went to a girls' school and she vowed she would never force any of our children, of her children to go to a girls' school because she found it really difficult. Which school did she go to? She went to Skeggs Darlinghurst. Okay. Yep. (laughs) And so she was very happy to just switch me over. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. And then, because one of the reasons I ask, though, is because it's a little bit different now that I've got three children. Yes. And to think about how you're kind of bringing them up differently to how I've been brought up and, and you've been brought up in a... A Christian family, but Brain, like I said, Brain and I haven't, haven't. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like very, like it's almost like first time, yeah, kind of thing. Whereas you've had a little bit modelled to you. Mm-hmm. And I suppose my question is, it's hard to come up with a question <laughs> after saying that, <laughs> but it's more like how, how do you think it has informed how you're parenting as well, but also how you grew up in that situation? Uh, with the Public school, private school thing, oh, or okay. just and anything that that, and then also like how you grew up, yeah, throughout high school, I suppose. So they, I did do the walk through at Kiriwe High, but I wasn't. We didn't buy a house in the catchment area, and so you know, Dad knew Stu and knew that chip lunch was going on there, and oh, it was okay. massive there, <laughs> and so that was one of the the things that was drawing Mum and Dad to send us to Kiriwe. Um, but Inabara was equally as good with the Christian side of things. Um, and I went to Christian – well, I didn't go to the Christian group, actually. <laughs> when I was in Year 10, I started leading the girls' Christian group, but I didn't go to the general Christian group. I had enough going on at, out of school hours. But oh, wow. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah, looking back, I um, the Christians – at Inaburra, often went to Menai Baptist Church because that's the church affiliated with Inaburra. And so mum and dad went there and I would go along with them to their youth group, which was on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I went along to another youth group on a Wednesday at a different church and my friend invited me to Rev 21 at, at Gummy Wranglican <laughs> and I went on that f- to that on Friday. Yeah, just load them up. So, you know, mum yeah. and dad were happy for me just to go wherever I wanted. You really did have a lot going on <laughs> out of hours, <laughs> as you were saying. So what's win- winter, what's a Wednesday youth well, group Well, the like? Wednesday youth group was good for, you know, um, clear, clearing out the, the hall for people on Friday. <laughs> you know, like, so they had the year 10, 11, 12 group on Friday and so they would put the year 9 and 8 and 9s on a Wednesday sevens on a different day. What church was that? Janelle. Yeah, I thought it was because I had friends from school, one of who is your brother-in-law, uh-huh. where they would go on a yes a Wednesday night. And because I'd only kind of just started going to Rev, and yeah. I'm like, 
Wednesday, Wednesday night. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, that doesn't it make sense you a chance at all. to do the church hopping thing yeah. in all the youth groups. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, thanks. I'll just keep going. To, yeah, I don't recommend rep. it. So, I mean, I mention it because, you know, mum and dad were keen just for me to go anywhere. But mm. my parenting, you know, I am committing to one church one and, ch- and getting my kids to make relationships with, with people just in one church and mm. um, serve in one church. And I think that that's... It's good that it's my church because I know all those people and you know, I can help out with things. And yeah, it's good. How do you, um, growing up in, so because eventually you're going to Inabara, how do you think that your relationship with God developed over that time? Mm. Um, whether it was the, the external activities you're talking about <laughs> or at school or anything yeah. like that. Was there like certain points in your life you're like, oh, like you can look back and go, oh, that's when I actually grew as a Christian? Yeah, I would say um, in assemblies at Inabara, we would have Bible readings and then the principal would do a mini sermon on why we should be um, wearing our school uniforms and not pushing it in the canteen line. <laughs> and it would frustrate me so much because I'm like, there's a gospel opportunity there. There's so many non-Christians here and you're talking about that. They're yes. not going to want to have anything to do with God after this. Right. So, um, yeah, not that helpful with my Christian walk at school. Um, I think most most of it happened at home. I was in year five or year six and my brother was dobbed on me for swearing for something and I don't think I even swore. But mum sat me down and said, look, you're at school, when you're at school, when you're out, I can't have any control over what you say and it's up to you to choose. And you can choose if you want to follow God and not swear and be a nice person or you can choose to be a bad person or, you know, someone who doesn't want to follow God. I think she said bad person, but um, a bad girl maybe <laughs> even. But that's all, that was her way of simplifying it for my child, childlike yeah. brain. Yeah. And I remember thinking about it, thinking, oh, wow, I get to choose. I've always been the good girl. I've always been so compliant. And I remember it not being the decision that um, I would just automatically think, yeah, I want to be good. I was, oh, cool. I'm an option to be bad. Yeah, I'm actually (laughs) getting to the age, well, I didn't have a lot of um, choices growing up, you know. I was told to do a lot of things and didn't have many options to choose things. So I thought, oh, this is a good good opportunity to choose. choose. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I chose to follow God and not not swear. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Very different to my... At high school, <laughs> anything I got in trouble for was swearing in primary, <laughs> primary and high school most of the time. So that wasn't. Um, That's another difference between growing up in a Christian family, I guess. Well, ex- exactly. Yeah. Also, did have a certain fondness for swearing, but um, <laughs> this is me just being an open book, guys. Um, so then, were you going to guide me Anglican as soon as you came back from Lismore? I went to Janelli mostly. So I went on on Saturday, on Sunday night, sorry, to Janelli Anglican and I went mm. to a Bible study at Janelli Anglican and youth group at Janelli Anglican. And it wasn't until a friend invited me to the Friday nights where I did Rev 21 for a little bit. And apparently, like, there was a lot of people there <laughs> and just a few Inabara people and a couple people from Bar and other random places. But mostly, it was, I reckon it was 50% of Year 10 Kirawee. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was there. And, um, you know, there was a lot of energy and a lot of celebrating who Jesus is and what he's done. And I really liked that. So <laughs> I made the choice to switch. Mum said that if I wanted to, 
uh, that she actually, yeah, she said I need to choose one and I need to make sure that if I'm going to go to Gomer Anglican, I have to stop my Bible study at Janelli and start a Bible study at Gaimia. And mm. my friend that I knew from school wasn't part of a Bible study. And so I had to talk to these people from Caring Bar and say, which which Bible study are you in? <laughs> Mum wants me to go. Um, <laughs> can you tell me where it is and what to do? And um, I think the first week my friend actually, like from Innerborough, came and we, we joined and we were, we were going every week ever since and that was one that was run by Fee Francesconi oh. with Kath Breen and a few others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kath Breen has been on the podcast. Kim Fee. sister. Do not get Sisters, yep. yes. Yeah. Uh, what's their names? Crawford sisters, like, like uh, Karen, Karen, and, <laughs> and Jody. Jody. That's right. I yeah. couldn't remember their names. Sorry, I feel really bad That's about that. Good. Apologies to Karen or Jody if you are listening to this podcast <laughs> or watching it on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, <laughs> so, what about after high school? What was your? What were you thinking about doing after high uh, school? Yes. Well, so I think I. It might have been year twelve when I went to a. Um, African Enterprise Night with Gaimi Anglican Church. It was a very special event in like a very special place in Miranda and like a reception venue. And he, <laughs> what he reception talk- venue was oh, it? Oh, it was like Aristocrats. I was trying to think of the name before. Um, yeah, on Kiora Road. I think a lot of where? I think a lot of um, formals were there. Oh, really? Yeah, up where um, there's a wedding there's a wedding dress shop. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh, I see. Above like where it used to be a hobby shop. Underneath on the corner. Um, Yeah. Used to do model cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, above that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There was a reception venue there, was it? It was. Wow. Yeah, and I think his name was Michael Cassidy. I was trying to, I'm trying to remember, but, you know, I could be be wrong, the speaker. And he Mm -hmm. talked about um, full-time ministry or devoting, it was was more about devoting your life to serving God and... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, coming from a ministry-minded family, I thought that was pretty good. And he did invite people to come up the front who wanted to devote their lives to serving God. So I went up the front along with 10 others from our church and, you know, it was all very exciting. I think he might have been talking about devoting your life to overseas mission, but he didn't specify. And (laughs) so (laughs) we were all up there not thinking of overseas mission, but... (laughs) So, you know, that, that um, had um, influenced my decision to study theology and I ended up doing a double degree in theology and education when wow. I left school. Where was the, what university offers that? Uh, well, UWS offered that linking up with Sydney College of Divinity. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I didn't know we were UWS alumni together. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Mm. <laughs> like that, UAW. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so, UWS, which campus? Um, so, I ended up doing uh, most of my work at Bankstown. Oh, that's the good one. Yeah. Because it's so close. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I did have good. to transfer, but yeah. Why? Oh, no, because it was going to be Penrith. Yeah, they wanted me to be at Penrith. And oh. Yeah, I, I worked hard to get to Bankstown. Oh, it was the closest <laughs> theme. One, it was the closest one to bit my house <laughs> at the time. It's a bit of a theme as like... Not heaps keen on this educational <laughs> institution. I'm gonna, move, I'm gonna move it. Yeah, yeah. I think by the time I'd finished school, yeah, education, I was pr- pretty much over it. I wanted to go and, ex- you know, you were about to say explore. I was gonna say just 
do things. Like I was okay. sick of learning and yep. I just wanted to, yeah. Sick of studying and learning and just, but you wanted to learn yeah. in the real world. No, I didn't even want to do <laughs> that. I, I should have taken a gap year, but anyway, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, hey, uh, how does, what was it, sorry, education and divinity together? Um, what was the, the reasons behind that? Just because you wanted to... Oh, look, mum found, found this course and no, I don't think anyone else did it in the whole entire, like, world. <laughs> because every time I needed to work out what subjects and all of the staff at all the universities went, what is this? We like, actually what is offer this, this degree? <laughs> like, how does this work? I don't know. Who told you you could do Mum's this? like, this is a good one. It's only four years. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Double degree in four years. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I was fully equipped for anything at the end. But, you know, oh, really? we all feel like imposters sometimes, don't mm. we? Yeah. Or maybe most of the time. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, look at me wearing a football jersey. Um, <laughs> what, did, what was good about doing that degree, though? What did you like doing about that degree? You said you didn't probably, you're like, yeah. there wasn't a lot to come out of it. Well, you feel like that, that's the case. But what was the good stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Lunch. <Yeah. laughs> Look, I I did. <laughs> I had a when I remember having a Wednesday class with at Wesley Institute. I don't even. It's not even. It's been renamed now. I don't even know what it is. It was in Des Moines, mm -hmm. and it was from nine till twelve. And chip lunch at Kiriwee High was at one o'clock. And if I left at quarter to twelve, then I could catch the bus and the and the train mm. and make it to chip lunch in time or maybe with 10 minutes, like 10 minutes late or something. And I um, mentioned this to the lecturers and they were really keen. They were like, yeah, go do it. You can leave 15 minutes early. It's oh, good. Great. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. very ministry minded and they loved mm. that I was doing things like that. And yeah. Did you figure out like kind of what ministry you wanted to do or anything like that? Or is it just like you still weren't sure once you finished? Well, I've yeah. always been. Um, so, I mean, whenever I mentioned the degree that I did, people would say, oh, so you want to be a scripture teacher? And it's like, yeah, well, you don't actually need a degree for that. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess I did really well. Just re wanted to do it really, really well. Um, I did teach scripture while I was studying as well at um, Grace Point and Kiriwee Public Schools. Mm. <laughs> I taught um, Jared, no, not Jared, um, Pete Waddington, my very first, mm. very first year. Mm. Hard to miss that guy. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> that they had, they had no teachers, so they put, the whole lot of year sixes in the library. Nice. 45 students That'd that I had work. to teach. That'll work really well. I was 18. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and what did that teach you, Anna? Because <laughs> like, it's like uh, a very, that would be a struggle. So what do you, th what do you think that taught you in terms of well, teaching? Well, I remember um, juggling in my mind the the role of being a friend compared to being a teacher. And I definitely didn't want to be a teacher yeah. with these kids when I'm ministering to them. So I said, you know, call me Anna. And they were really good kids. They, the teachers were in the room, so they all just listened and they were excellent. There was actually um, volunteers who wanted to, who didn't want to teach scripture, but they wanted to come and help, like hand mm. things out and stuff. So there were some older, a couple of older people in the room and here I was at 18 taking over the actual lesson. Listen, I've got a... I don't I'm, remember I'm much studying, else about it. I'm studying, <laughs> a, <laughs> studying a double degree. It only takes four <laughs> years. Listen to me. That's cool that you did that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I also... Um, I remember, um, 
yeah, kids kids ministry was where it's at. I have great memories of camps up in Lismore, Christian camps, learning and just being being separate from the family, just having lots of fun and memor- making memories. And so I led on um, the camp. It's not called Extreme Camp. It is called, it is it is extreme, called extreme Camp. camp. When I, yeah, 2000. Um, that's when Jared Spring was there with all these <laughs> friends. And I met Ange Merrick for the first time when oh, she was so in year six. Ange Greaves. Ange Greaves now. Greaves' wife. Ange Greaves, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so always done kids' ministry. Mm. I remember after that... Um, one of the leaders said we need... I was thinking about playing soccer and getting to know a few people from church a bit more and I don't I don't play sport. <laughs> but I thought I could I got that vibe because you went to like 17 things out of hours, as you said, yeah. but they were all youth groups. <laughs> I, I never liked getting sweaty. Oh, really? And, when, and I didn't know how to run without getting a stitch because I didn't drink anything, water. I had a glass of milk or something a day. Yeah. Oh, you didn't drink any I other didn't. any other liquids? No. So wow. I, that's why I got a stitch, I think. I want to delve more into this. Why <laughs> didn't you Why didn't you drink more water? I didn't like it. I didn't feel thirsty. Oh. I didn't know that it was linked to um, me not being able to run. I actually had no <laughs> no reason to run or desire yeah. to run. Yeah. And so I, I didn't like exercise at all. And yeah. I mean, I liked playing tennis and I liked... Um, that's the only thing that would get me running. And I like going to the snow. I thought if I live near the snow, I'd be so fit. But um, <laughs> that's not, not really going to happen. <laughs> get me a snow machine, Dad. <laughs> I know you haven't touched your water. <laughs> no. I, I, I like to have – nowadays I do drink water. But oh, I generally do just have a big, like, a litre at a time. Or like – Oh, you just like, like – Yeah, I'll have a bottle of water. And these cups are a bit small. I thought I would get a cup just in case – I got parched talking too much. <laughs> not, not so far, I see. Not so far, that's right. <laughs> so if you graduate uni, I'm guessing you finished the course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you have plans after that or you just kind of... So yeah, I, <laughs> I became a primary teacher. Oh, very good. Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't I, actually, no, I did know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You became a primary school teacher. Yes. Does that mean... Oh, because you were trained in education? Yes. Could you do scripture teaching as well or you had to just become a teacher? I just did teaching. Mm. Got temp work. I'm a teacher. Mm. Worked out in um, Liverpool and Mount Druitt areas and tougher areas where the parents aren't so much of a problem. No, the parents are more of a problem and then the kids, they're having fights in the playground. and The parents are having yeah. fights? Anyway. Were they? Yeah. Wow. The parent, yeah, it was interesting times. I mean, that's the kind of school that I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a, with just, a high just school, entertain, the high school is lighting fires just on the other side of the uh, fence, just to <laughs> be a bit interesting. <laughs> We've got to keep up with mum and dad. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the that was a lifetime ago. I didn't teach for long. Oh, didn't you? No. Was there a re- like, what was your conviction or reason to become a primary school teacher? Look, I think it's probably because I didn't have much of um, an imagination and I love children. And so that's how I ended up there. Because, you know, if you love kids, you, you become a primary teacher, right? Uh, I'm, not the, I'm, not the ch- uh, I'm not the typical <laughs> organised primary teacher that you would imagine. <laughs> well, I'm married to one. So uh, I've only got one uh, view of, a, of, te- of teacher life, but... I'm also probably a bit too introverted for it. So I'd come home and I'd be a bit Just snappy like and, yeah. 
Okay. I think you need to be an extrovert to hang out with kids for six hours a day and then live your life as well. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm interested you say that because I would say my wife probably tends more towards introversion than extroversion. Yep. How and does she cope? She, she, well, yeah, maybe she doesn't cope with me when she comes <laughs> home, right? But the, the, me, the extrovert, hey, let's go hang out with people. <laughs> If you're just on an eight-hour day, let's go hang out and have dinner with like seven other people. Mm. Uh, that's what I would be like when we, we didn't when we didn't have kids. Um, but tell us more about why you think you're an introvert and why you think that impacts how you teach, or you were you weren't a teacher for very long. Well, I um, I have done the tests, and I'm kind of in the middle of introversion and extroversion, but. When I hang out with a lot of people a lot of the time, I end up using up all my extrovert time and I need some solitude to recharge. Mm. And I mean, I find that with parenting as well. Mm. So mm. I identify as an introvert. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it's something we've talked about on the podcast before. Mm. Are you similar? You're kind of in the middle. Did we, yeah, did we discuss that? Very Brent? much in the middle. But I'm married to a real introvert. So yeah, that mm. kind of pushes me the other way. Oh, does it? Yeah. Because I feel like I play extrovert. I have to play you're extrovert. The, you're the most extroverted in, in yes. your couple. In, yeah. in your couple. Yeah. So then I end up playing extrovert. Mm. I see. Yeah. And I have a lot of a lot of stuff to do with my job involves being an extrovert. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Like playing music up on stage. There's different about that. Yeah, I think okay. that's different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. You're an artist. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't find it uncomfortable if I have a guitar. I'm mm. too... I've been playing for too long it's easy whereas mm. yeah other things take more energy like yeah. i walked i walked into um chapel this morning at moore college and, so, and lewis unhelpfully made us sit in the front row which meant that the um <laughs> 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 love you lewis um the person who runs chapel walked straight up to me and said hey can you pray for chapel today like literally three seconds mm. before the Things started, and that was very. Does that stressful. mean you have to get up front? Yes, right. and that was very stressful. Whereas, like, if I'm more prepared, then I'm not that worried about it. So I think, okay. yeah, I I go either ends. Mm. It's the difference between doing the Bible reading and doing the the prayers. You know, yeah. like you're reading your own thing rather than reading the yeah. Bible. I I think mm. I I with introversion and extraversion olive oil. I feel like I go. <laughs> I feel like I I go either way. Where if I've spent too much time with people, I really need some time alone. But mm. then. I remember in school holidays where I would have to mind my little brother. Mm. Um, so we wouldn't necessarily be able to hang out with friends when we were doing that because we would just ignore our little brother. And then you so go stir crazy. Yeah, exactly. I would start going stir crazy after a couple of days. Yep. So I think I swing back and It's forth. good to have a balance. Yes. You know yourself and know what you need. Mm. Yes. Because mm. I'd probably hang out with people every night of the week if I could. Yeah. I think. Or maybe Ethan might be even more down that scale mm. than I am, yeah, as we've talked true. about. But I feel like week away is like that. Like I do, I do get a massive um, post week away depression. Do you? Like, oh, it's, it, I have so much fun, mm. and then the night the night after we leave, I get super depressed. Wow! Every time. Post camp blues, they're called. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think I used to get them before uh, we we had kids. Oh yeah. But now because there's like there's obviously more people around, it's <laughs> still it's still like. You get to keep up the, the camp fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like every, that. Every day's a camp. Yeah. Yeah. You get to sing the songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's very Do true, though. Yeah, that's very true, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, yeah. That was like kind of my, the introduction of my children to Christian music was the kids' song a week away. So, because uh, I don't listen to that much Christian music. <laughs> um, 
Yes, but I feel like if you, it probably is good to know yourself, because then I think it helps you to love other people around you in the right in more often or in the way that without burning yourself out. Mm. Or you can also say, "Hey, I'm like I'm struggling with this now," and you can tell someone, and then they can go, "Oh, that's okay." Whereas if you just like don't tell them that like oh, I need some solitude, or I'm like I'd be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> just come on like that's, and yep. that's and that's my problem as an extrovert right yeah it's the same thing so good to empathize and understand where other people are coming from yeah. as well um how do we get on to introvert oh because of teaching you also said that you said you had um a lack of imagination so that's why you chose to be a primary school oh, teacher that, yeah <laughs> what does that mean can well, you please clarify oh, well you know now i look back and think about all of the jobs that you could have as a as a um person who loves kids you know, I mean, I could be a nurse at a paediatric ward. I definitely couldn't, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. child psychologist or um, anything to do with children. Yeah. There's so many different avenues that I could have gone down. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't I really... I sense that you're a little bit really disappointed matter. about that. No, it, it doesn't matter because I um, have devoted a lot of, like, ever since having having Ted, I've I've made the kids a priority. And mm. so any, any work that I've done has been around them and has been... Um, within the school hours and stuff and so um it hasn't made a huge difference to to my life so it doesn't really matter okay yeah in the uh if you had the chance to go back (laughs) what would you choose instead if any choice to working with kids what do you think you would choose i don't know oh okay yeah i think (laughs) oh that was a great question yeah it was a good question (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to flatter him (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you're on this podcast just to point out all my faults today i'm only joking i'm only joking i think i studied for four years and then i taught for three and had ted and and um, i I would have done something for seven years where i would have just done something totally different not not studied at all but you know god had a reason for me doing those things and Mm. learning those things so um, we'll see, see what's in the future. It's a long time to be at school, though. Like, if you think about studying and then just going back to school, yeah, I think oh, I with your children, you mean? No, no, no just oh. like in terms of you're at school. You for did high school, years oh. then you did uni, uni, and then you went back to yeah. school. And you said that you were kind <laughs> of tired of le- <laughs> studying and learning. And it, but and you the first time you, I yeah. went back for a prac, like I, yeah. I felt my heart racing, like it was a bit of a panic. No, really. <laughs> oh, I wow. just, I think I did decide to become a. A, te- a primary teacher because I had such bad teachers in Lismore <laughs> <laughs> and okay. they weren't very nurturing and they would use public humiliation for oh, no, good behaviour okay. and yeah, yeah, and yeah so, right. so you kind of like wanted to change that in a sense yeah but then once I got into the schools you know I realised that there's so many other teachers doing that they were all lovely I like being yeah. lovely mm. but yeah it's good yeah. it has changed oh. yeah do you have like that's interesting that you said that do you have a bit of a desire to go in and change things for the better I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Like I always like to fix things that aren't, mm. aren't working very well. Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come up in any of your introversion, extroversion tests or is it just... Oh, I haven't done one for me. I think I've only done one and it could have been, you know, 20 years ago. Okay. Sorry, I don't remember. That's what fine. did um, church look like when you started working? Did that change what you were doing with the youth group or... Like, like you said, you were jumping yeah. from uni to chip lunch. Yep. How did that change the way you would... Yeah, um, getting involved at church, going to full time work. That's a good question, Brayden. Good question. Um, so <laughs> when, when I was in year twelve, I decided to focus on my studies and not do any leading of youth group or anything like that. So every Friday night, you know, yeah. I did lots of study. 
not. <laughs> mm. I actually yeah. drove my little sister up to youth group and oh. then I picked her up. And it yeah. would have been easier if I'd just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, the year after I did um, lead youth group and that's Friday night and I did Solis on Saturday night, church on Sunday night. We had a Bible study during the week and we had a leaders meeting and I loved going to all those things, mm, you know. Yeah. That was a lot of extroversion, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I loved it. <laughs> and yeah, hanging out with friends and getting to know people better and becoming part of a team. And um, we were all committed to the, to the ministry. Yeah. And it was great. And so I did that for the whole time I was in uni. Yeah. And when I finished uni, I literally a month later got married, moved out, got a job. Yeah, and we Brad and I together were became Solis leaders. So we didn't do the Friday night anymore. We did the Saturday night, but we still went to a leaders meeting and all mm. of the other things. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like a lot of changes all at once. I was going to say, yeah, like yeah. It's <laughs> kind of that's a lot. What was it? Finish uni, married, and a new job in the space of what three months? And, and like we that? purchased a house. Oh, all right. <laughs> and, yeah. Yep. And what else would you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yes, a lot of change all <laughs> in one go. Changes, yeah. For a particular reason, you think, or it was just it's all just happening right now. Oh, I guess it was all good timing. You okay, know? God, God's, <laughs> you know God's timing. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, well, good timing. Sorry, God's yeah. timing. Yeah. Do you uh, now? You've, you've mentioned Brad, so I would like to hear. The good thing is that Brad. Your husband is coming on the next episode, mm. <laughs> so mm. I really want to hear the, conv- the the stories and see if they line up or not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about how that relationship blossomed. Well, um, Brad went to Canada for a year, and um, I had never really talked to him before. He came back, and you know, there were he was chatting with a mutual friend, and I'm like, "Oh, you're back? How you know? How you going? How's?" How was your time away? And mm. I don't know. We chatted after that, and I came back way more interesting. Is that? <laughs> I just had something to talk to him about. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did read a book, How to Talk to Anyone, and they said, you know, put put something interesting on your clothes or wear something that's like a talking point. So you know, when you're pregnant, people can go up and talk to you because you're obviously pregnant. So there's different. If you've got a broken arm, people mm. people are always asking you that that same mm. question. So I remember when Ethan did he had his first day of kindergarten. Everyone was asking him how how it was, because there was something to talk about. He mm. got really cross. He's like, I don't want to ask, I don't want to answer that anymore. <laughs> Why is everyone asking me that? We should, that? Ask, we should <laughs> ask him now. Hey, how was your first day in kindergarten? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. It's like just church people being like really nice and he's like, shut up. <laughs> he was the only kid, so everyone doted on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you read that book, did you wear something interesting? Oh, I don't, I... <laughs> So the answer is yes. I don't like to stand out, remember? <laughs> yes. You know, when I walk down the aisle, everyone's looking at me. I don't like to stand out too much. No, I don't. I don't. You didn't? Not even after reading the book? Um, no. Oh. It was, uh, yeah, no. You just noticed what everyone else was putting on. <laughs> <laughs> Why has that person got a funny hat on? <laughs> uh, now, we were talking about Brad, but you also oh, just yes. said, why don't you like people looking at you? My personality type, I don't, I don't naturally like being the centre of attention unless I feel like I'm in a safe environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. Probably to do with that public humiliation from primary school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. getting deep now. Well, yeah. if, if, <laughs> if, you're, if you're allow us to, I'd, 
I don't feel you need to bring up anything that upsets you. <laughs> no, it's all good. But um, that is interesting that because uh, I do think we have experiences that obviously shape us, mm-hmm. but also for our for the for our good as yeah. well. And yeah. if, if we take the perspective, like a perspective mm. that God is putting us through different trials to shape us, so that's why I was going to ask you, do you, uh, what do you think that has worked out in your favour as well, not wanting to be the centre of attention? I think um, I am a good listener mm. and so, you know, I'll be listening and I can, um, yeah, really read between the lines and hear what people are saying and mm. hear what, what they're intending to communicate mm. or even if they can't do it with their words. Mm. Yeah. What do you think Braden's trying to communicate mm. right now? I think he's trying to listen. <laughs> Curious. Yeah. Mm. I, li- I like being in a conversation where it, People are talking, you just kind of like get to sit back and listen. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm. See, sometimes I'm like that, and other times I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, better than, that there's nothing better than being on the train and pausing oh, your, yeah. your earphones yeah. and someone's having a real cracker of a conversation behind you and you're like, this is so interesting. With <laughs> you just get a little glimpse into their life. Oh, okay. You mean yeah. like with someone that's just got on the train or it's someone they know? Oh, yes. Either or. Either okay. Or. It is fun. It's they normally someone they know, though. They're yeah. chatting about something, and you're like, "Wow, mm. this is like a little window into their yeah. life that I have no idea about, and I'm probably never going to see them again." My favorite, one of my favorite train stories was when I used to catch a train from Ginelli Station, and I got on, and then uh, I think this woman got on maybe at Como, and she was she was listening to something. It might have been a podcast. She didn't have her headphones plugged in, <laughs> so but she had them in her ears. Uh, so she thought she was listening to it, and it wasn't yeah. until like hearseful that she's like, "Oh, oh!" Nobody wanted to tell her. The whole train is listening to it. Like, the whole carriage is listening oh. to a podcast. Was it she's interesting? Like, oh, no, I can't remember. I'm like, because I think I was listening to something. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I hear something else? It's like someone must have their headphones turned up so loud. <laughs> and then like, and ears. then I did take it off. I'm like. I'm not working. I can, usually I can figure this out pretty quickly, but like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't think she has those headphones plugged in, but she had the headphones in her ears. So it took me a while to figure it out. And yeah. then when she realized, I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, um, back to Brad. Okay. Uh, so you just, just then you just said, we just had a conversation. So you just, just decide to get engaged after that? Well. Or <laughs> <laughs> had a great conversation about Canada and we got engaged. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty much how it was. <laughs> really? <laughs> we have a lot in common. Mm. And so he went out and bought a four-wheel drive and my dad, you know, we went away for a weekend with a big group of us and we went four-wheel driving one of, the, one of the days and dad was like, what did you do on the weekend? And I told him, he goes, oh, that night at church. He went straight up to Brad and was like, you've got a full drive, let's go out to Menai. And so, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, can you go full driving in Menai, can you? There, there was. I'm not sure if oh. you still can. There's motorbike tracks around the back. Mm. And yeah. yeah, there's motorbike. I didn't know you could go full driving. Yeah, you go full driving. And um, so we did that and, I don't know, just grew from there. Come on, more details, <laughs> <then>, please. <laughs> what did you like about Brad? 
That he was just connected from Canada. He was. Or he just come back from Canada. Sorry. He just come back from Canada. He was. He's very um, decisive, and I'm a, an indecisive person. Oh. And so it was really cool to be able to say, "What do you want to do today?" And he had all these really good ideas. <laughs> so we went down good. to Shell Harbour, and we went um, snorkeling one day, and you know, like just. That's a nice date. I like yeah. that. Yeah, different things. We went to Guatemala, and mm-hmm. I was just full of like, I don't know what to do. I mean, it was before <laughs> it was before phones and before you know we could just Google stuff and find find out very easily. It was yeah before Instagram and all of the amazing. Oh, so places like knew all these cool locations and stuff. The South yeah. Coast so well. Really um, cool. Yeah. Oh, do you think cool. you're an adventurous person? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like a risk taker? Uh, maybe. Well, do you like going on adventures? Ah uh, yes, yeah. So we spend um, every school holidays going on adventures and exploring new places. And yes. we often, well, last holidays we travelled probably a bit too far. We went to the middle of Australia, like halfway <laughs> across Australia, uh, we went to South yeah. Australia. I was going to bring this up later, but why, not, why don't we do it now? Because you did you go around Australia or you went through Australia? Uh, last holidays. Oh no! Like, so so fi- nearly five years ago now, we did a big trip around Australia, but yes. we did we did skip Queensland because we figured that was within our yeah. It, it's something you can do within a month with a month or something. Okay, but we yeah. we only had sixteen weeks, so we wanted to spend only. as long as we could in WA and in Northern Territory. Really? Yeah. And Brad and I had actually already been to um, Cape York together before the kids are like you we, you went with us that's where right, ted said yeah. he wants to go on school he does, he did. So, oh really <laughs> yeah that's it well i like, call cool, you've got you've got a couple of years to convince amelia mcmorty <laughs> to go to cape york too <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that uh, say slay a few times ted you might no, get somewhere <laughs> i was like yeah i've been on a few adventures but not Anything close to that? So yeah. we'll see how we go. Mate, he, he probably did. He know you were talking about schoolies, or did he just? Yeah, think I think he, he was thinking because okay. we, we were talking about the Capital last year and finding mm. a pink slug. Mm. But yeah, I think Cape York's a whole nother level of yeah. Because um, Cape York, you can only get there a certain time yes. of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to go in the dry season between because it's like a big dirt road. Yeah, but and it just rains out. Yeah, in the wet yeah. season, it's just wet. you just can't get there. Yep, and the rivers. There's a lot of river crossing, so you've got to. Wait till the rivers are low and you can cross them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how capable he'd be. He'd be mm. the deaf leading the blind with that so, one. So we've been to the <laughs> su- we've been to the southernmost point, the most yeah. the most easterly and the most westerly, oh, and, so yes. and so the, that's cool. the and the geographical centre of Australia. Okay. So but we, we haven't have been to, to yeah. the northern. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so Cape North to furthest north. Yes. Is Byron Bay the furthest east? Yeah, so that's okay. pretty easy. So you're not to bad off there, it's pretty yep. quick. It's more touristy. <laughs> yeah, and more hippies. Less crocodile Yeah, so, and it fitted in well there. Yeah. The cr- <laughs> you have a crochet top on when you went to Byron Bay. Where's the, the south? Is that. Yeah, what's um, that? Bottom so, Wilson's Promontory. Is that Tasmania? No. Or is that just the mainland? <laughs> Brad and I went to Tasmania looking for the bottom, and you just can't get there. And apparently. It's only the mainland that counts anyway. They really uh, didn't celebrate any of the islands. Really? There's no point or anything. So that place there. you went to, that's so in Victoria? In Victoria, oh, okay. yeah. But um, there's no place that you can walk to either. We went uh, to the southernmost place that you could get to and yeah. we were disappointed that we couldn't get there until this amphibious boat turned up on the beach <laughs> offering <laughs> offering tours. So we quickly ran and booked a tour <laughs> and we went down to the southernmost end. Was this some guy that had bought like an amphibious uh, amphibious um, vehicle? or it, it was it was, No, it was... Homemade? It was a... Um, <laughs> it's a rough. It was a very professional boat. Okay. It was like okay. a $3 million huge oh, kind of... Wow. You see those things. They've got them up in Queensland too, don't they? 
Yeah, I think so. And like turn them in. Yeah. What an odd thing. Mm. Okay. Well, Tasmania has no bottom. What, what if you went to... <laughs> no bottom. What if you went to Cape York in the wet season but took the amphibious boat? Mm. Amphibious car. It's mm. only $3 million. Like, but it's either, we- it's either wheels or motor. Yeah. So the road wouldn't be that deep. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Just think if that works. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, move on, Joel. The, uh, so what's the western? Is that Perth? No, um, further north up near Monkey Mire. Oh yeah, where, oh yeah, of course. That's where all point. the the dolphins are. Monkey, monkey Mia, Monkey Maya. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're looking on the map as we speak, aren't we? Yeah. What did you say? Sorry. Steep Point is the most westerly point. It's just in here. Is it steep there? I don't know why it's called Steep Point. <laughs> Not really. Um, it, it was a pretty hard slog to get there in our four wheel drive, but you know, it was worth it. We got there's a photo there. There's, <laughs> a, there's an area called Useless Loop there. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So yep. you did. Sorry, you did the western, the southern, and the eastern. Yep. yep. And in that order, you went to Byron first. Uh, yeah, we went to Byron first. Um, I'm trying to think. We went. No, we went to Byron first, and then we went to Steep Point, and then oh, we all the way over to well, that was on our, on our trip, and then after after our trip around Australia, we went down to Victoria and had a trip down there, and we did that. Why did you decide to do such a big trip across Australia? Oh, I have a father who likes four driving and mm-hmm. has always bought four drive magazines oh. um, as a kid, you know, to read in the in the school holidays. And I had seen, you know, an article about somebody taking their family around, and I'm like, Dad, that'd be great. But we never did it as kids, and it wasn't the done thing. But I mean, if you do it now, you'll be you'll be battling there with hundreds of other caravans and families, and it's it's kind of on everyone's bucket list to do. Mm-hmm. And when I met Brad, it was on his. Oh, so you like you'd been planning it for a while. Obviously. Yeah, it wasn't just like. No, I was a kid when I had seen it and thought that's a good idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. How how does it work logistically? Because you've got <laughs> how many? Did you have all four kids at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been a bit. So just, ban- just Banjo that. was three and a half. Yep. And um, we had devices with a lot of dvds content (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't have to do schoolwork we got permission to have an extended leave with no homework done but i thought what are they going to do in the car how about we get some homework (laughs) (laughs) shani came home on the last day (laughs) without her homework (laughs) the teacher had gone home and everything so she had it all sitting on her desk and do you reckon she did that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She's very studious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, just get online and do it online. It's like there's not internet while we're away. Yeah. But, um, anyway. And so you had the, you've got, I know you've got a big four wheel drive, but you have a caravan? Yeah, we have a trailer, four wheel drive camp, camper trailer okay. that could tow along wherever we go. Mm. Yep. Do you have a record of how many kilometres you did? I think it was about 25,000. Wow. Yep. That's a long way. Mm. What's the what is the n- the number one highlight that you can remember from that trip? It was the Karajini, so the Pilbara. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It is. It's um, pasta, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Karajini. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's where all of the iron ore mines are when people go to WA. Okay. We have a photo of it right here. Yeah, be, right uh, in front of Joel. Yeah, 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 over my face. That's <laughs> always a good idea. Its closest place would be Broome, but it's about a oh. day's drive south of Broome. 
and it's just a beautiful desert with um, spinifex grasses and then there's these cracks in the ground and there's these amazing gorges like iron ore gorges with um, amazing patterns in the in the rocks in the rock formations the water in there is freezing (laughs) (laughs) but it's absolutely beautiful Mm. so so south of Broome or north of Broome south Probably. Oh, down here. Yeah, a bit further. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Price is the nearest. There's Tom Price. Oh, there we go. There it is. Wow. It must be just a completely different world out there, yeah? And it was so beautiful. And oh, yeah. the people who were there were um, retirees in vans and they couldn't climb down because their knees or hips weren't <laughs> going so good and the other group of people were um like mm. european tourists oh yeah yeah and it was amazing how look at that wow. i mean we're just looking yeah, at the photos are. now it's beautiful like those gorges that you're yeah. talking about yeah that's yeah. gorgeous 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 wow that's really cool i'd really love to see that one day yeah we do really live in a beautiful country and i yeah. think the more i've traveled outside of australia the more it makes me appreciate what yeah, we have. I think when we travel, I really like to see the natural environment. Mm. Like to see God's creation. Yeah, yeah, mm. favorite. Sorry, I'm a bit quiet because I'm a bit stunned by these photos. You see these photos every so often, you're like it's so beautiful, but you don't really yeah. know where it is. So it's yeah. cool to have a reference of where it actually is. There was actually a beautiful gorge that we went to, and it said, "Do not climb these rocks behind me." And so, of course, I'm very compliant. I don't want to do that. But Ted starts climbing, and <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, he's a monkey!" But Brad <laughs> climbed up too, and there was a beautiful pool above. Oh. They're like, "Come on, come up!" And there was a little stream kind of pouring into the pool. So I got oh. in and I swam over to the stream and looked up, and it was spa pool. And if anyone knows what spa pool is, it is the most amazing. Have a search. It's the most amazing little pool. And I literally gasped. Like, it was so incredible. You know, you you don't think you're going to be finding something amazing and you go to it and it's like... (gasps) Oh, like this? Yeah. Wow. And obviously, like, that's going to be fresh water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's icy. And it's just icy cold. Yeah. Bit of a cold water immersion. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. Well, congrats on doing that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, travelling around with four kids is a bit of an ordeal, but when we have parents on, we like to ask, what do you think God's taught you about being a parent? Mm. <laughs> that I'm an Could introvert? Could you give me the heads up for that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't give anyone heads up on this podcast. Yeah. I'm a, I'm Should have fl- listened yeah. to more. Yeah, that's right. I fly <laughs> by the seat of my pants. I think um, parenting is, you know, it's a pretty special task. God's entrusted Mm. me to bring up his children. They're not mine, they're his. And he's put them in our family and Brad and my family to to look after and take care of. And I want to do a good job, you know. (laughs) And I mean, number one, I want them to to know him, to know Jesus. And so just pray for them all the time and try and model model being a um, loving Christian as much as I can and I want to show the kids that coming along to church is a priority so I do and make coming along to youth groups a priority so we, we make sure that that's you know something that they do on a regular basis. Do you have a kind of rule with your kids and it's interesting because I was actually having this discussion with some other people about like 
what age they still need to come to church before they make their own decision? Yeah, well, my oldest is nearly 16 and we haven't had to go there yet because he still wants, wants to come. To keep coming, so I'm he? feeling very, very fortunate, very blessed by God that um, he's got that attitude of wanting to come and he started going to late night the end of last mm. year on fr- Saturday nights mm. and he's a light leader on Friday nights mm. and loves it. So I... Um, I haven't had to think about that yet. <laughs> Hopefully, a, I never will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, you're raising the uh, the odds of having more children. <laughs> no, just, just to have a different experience of it. Yeah, you know, um, that's true. What about like kind of the in terms of your family? Like, do you have particular rhythms that you do as a family, so that they aren't like reading the Bible or praying or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I um. I never had like a family Bible time when I was growing up. And I know a lot of Christians do, you know, they'll get their kids together for the Bible time and pray and read. And I, I never really knew how to do it in a non-awkward way and get them to sit around and, you know, do Bible time. There's kids' church, you know, it's like that at kids' church. But, you know, our, our, at our home I would like it to be more relaxed. And um, so got kids bibles that we would read i read with them every night sometimes it's a kids bible sometimes it's not sometimes Mm. it's something totally random they get to choose and i don't push it on them but you know we'll always go they would have read all of the bibles that we've got at some point and um but i did start the word on the street podcast for that very reason to start the conversations with families yeah and Colin Buchanan had a song that Banjo kept wanting to play about um, family time, like, yeah, the Bible family time and singing and praying. And, and and he wanted to play that over and over. And every time I heard it, I felt so guilty because we weren't doing a formal <laughs> Bible time. <laughs> and um, we were listening to a different podcast and I thought, oh, well, good Christian podcast for the family might be nice. And I couldn't find one. So I thought, I felt God say, well, I think you're equipped to do that. Mm. You've got the time, you can do that. So that's how the word on the street started. Um, Even though I'm a little bit, uh, I don't like hearing my own voice, so I don't even get the kids to listen to it in the car. (laughs) 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 So I make it and my family don't even benefit from it. So that's a bit of a shame. They benefit from what you're learning through doing it. That's right. And I I have talked to Tim Bilharts about something that um, is the best, most beneficial thing for the kids is is for when parents just talk about God in everyday conversations, Mm -hmm. ad hoc conversations in the week. And, um, yeah, just talking about God in everything Mm -hmm. all the time. Because in that sense, it's not hidden from your children. Yeah. And then perhaps, or maybe not, I don't know, but you don't have to have the conversation about when they can or can't stop coming to church. They yeah. go, oh, this is, you're actually, and then if you keep going to church, you're, oh, you're actually living it out rather than yeah. saying you just have to go to church or mm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. When they get to an age where yeah, they're questioning it, they will already know my stance. They, will yeah. already, they already know how important it is to me. Yeah, or well they're going to know, like, uh, at least have some general idea of your response. Yes. Or, or stuff yeah. like that. I so. want to chat with everything before it's a problem. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I try to do that and then I always have the fear of, like, oh, have I missed something? <laughs> and I think I like You'll I always I, miss something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think, um, like, I really identify with you saying, like, you've been entrusted with someone. Mm. And I feel the, I don't know, you tell me if you feel this too, but I feel also the pressure of that, of like, 
and then that actually ends up me probably not being as good a father as I yeah. could be because I'm like I've got to do this and I don't do this. like so I don't know if that's the case for you but um, I think I think I actually have really learned I'd like maybe through osmosis or just like not even observing not realizing that I'm observing it is that I do see that you and Brad are always with your kids at church whether it's Friday nights which I know that mm-hmm. making a big, big big impact on coming coming to that but also Saturday nights and then I so it doesn't um and does, is it Shani or Lucy yeah. goes to on Sundays as yeah, well? Yeah, Shani's got some mates on Sundays yeah. so she wants to come up and see them. Yeah. <laughs> I come Which up in my pajamas and drop her off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really lovely though, that, that she does she does want to do that. Yeah. Um, the final question before we wrap up the chips is: What do you th- what do you think you know now as a Christian that you wish you knew when you were a younger Christian? You said that the answer might come to me, but it still hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hugely dramatic, dramatic pause. Because the thing that I find interesting talking to you about your life is that we, in a sense, we haven't talked a lot about God, but it's exactly what you said at the start, was that God has been part of your life like from the very beginning. Mm. And I think that in your responses, it's that's linked all through yeah. what you're actually saying, but we haven't... So much as talked about, oh, God showed me this, oh, God showed me that. Yeah. But I think I think you are saying that, but yep. you're not. Yep. It's almost like you're living it out rather than saying it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. So that's why we are. The, one of the reasons we came up with that question originally was so we could come up with real. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. But we, <laughs> so we could come <laughs> up with like real like impactful things that we could clip and put, put out on, <laughs> <laughs> on social media, which we haven't done yet. But yep. um, yeah, it's more about. I think, what do you see that's different now than yeah. when you were younger? I think um, when I was younger, I really cared a lot about what other people thought of me. Mm. And I say this to the kids all the time. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. It doesn't matter what I think of you or dad or anybody. Mm. Because if you're popular or unpopular, it just matters what God thinks of you. And you just need to live to please him only. Mm. And I think a lot of the time I spent living to, you know, impress people or, uh, you know, I say the wrong things and people mm. laugh at me. Or, so you're you know, compliant. Very like compliant. I've always mm. been somebody who's wanted to fit in mm. and to be able, to, and I'm working on myself to be able to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't fit in. It doesn't matter if you're not wearing, you know, fashionable clothes of the time. It doesn't matter if you don't do sport, you know, or follow <laughs> any sport whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It only matters um, what God thinks of you. And so I, I do try and I'm trying to reprogram my mind about that and trying to get the kids to, to believe that too. You, um, I think that's a really great answer to the question. <laughs> you said that like you're trying to reprogram your mind. What's like the one thing that you're working on right now that you think that you think God's really um, like encouraging you to change? Um, so I think... There's always going to be a time when you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so as a person who was a stay-at-home mum for many, many years and, you know, now I've filled up my time doing so many other things, it's, 
it's got a stigma to it. Like if you work full time, everyone's going to be judging you. If you don't work at all, everyone's mm. going to be judging you. And you just have to be happy with the decisions that you make. Mm. And you can hear the judgments, like I, I hear them, and it's about not taking it to heart and just saying that's my decision and I know that what I've decided is, you know, what, what I'm happy with. You know, I've worked it out with God and this is what we're doing. I think it's especially hard running your own business and doing your own, being your own boss, and you can be flexible with your time. And so it's it's very different to everybody else. Hmm. Yeah. And so that was difficult for you. So I'm when working you first on that. Just trying. It? No, it's always difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just working on not worrying about what people think of me. Yeah. Okay. With with that, with how I spend my time in the day. Yeah, and it's, that's, I mean, that's a hard thing. I think I'm getting a little bit better in that, but it used to be a really big thing for me too. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, what does that person think of me? Oh, like trying to be impressive. That's one thing I always try to do. Yeah. Um, but I think like what's interesting is you're saying that those, you're talking about the decisions that you made, you're always trying to make them in, what's the right word, in step with what God wants. That, I think that's what I've really got out of what this, what we're doing on the this this particular podcast and talking to you is that God has been such an integral part of your life. Yeah. That <laughs> it's almost like it, like I was saying, it didn't come out on the podcast in, in a certain way, but it actually it actually does in what you're actually doing in your life. So yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'd say my greatest ministry is is at home with the kids mm. and spending time yeah supporting them in in their lives, and that is where I. Have my main priority with my ministry at this at this time. One question though, you're talking about being worried about what other people think. Have you seen that really? You've seen some growth in that area. Uh, yeah, I mm. mean, I um, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't talk to strangers. We started we started this church, and we would go to before we planted. We went to visit a lot of different churches, and we would walk in, and it was always a little bit nerve wracking, not knowing where the kids' program was or what time it was on, and you know, we did a lot of research trying to find these questions out. We'd look on the internet beforehand, so it was really helpful research to be able to go. Okay, with Soul Revival Church, we want to have clear communication on our website, and we want to be um, really welcoming to people when they walk in for the first time because it is scary. And so after, I don't think I even visited that many churches, but knowing that I was a member of the launch team and knowing that if we want to make this church work, we've got to work as a team and we all have to be talking to strangers. And so I would, I learned that skill. Mm. Yeah. And mm. so, I mean, talking to strangers means putting aside all of your insecurities about yourself and asking other people questions and yeah, yeah getting over that, that hump and learning a, a yeah. new skill. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. Brandon, final words before we wrap up the chips. You got anything to say? Oh, no. I think it's been extremely encouraging. Mm. I think I'm not a parent and I might never be a parent, but I think it's, I think it's really – I find it really interesting because I think about, yeah, as Joel mentioned, we don't have the experiences of growing up in a Christian household. Mm. So I love, I love hearing about how people try and figure out how to communicate um, their relationship with God with their kids and try and share their – faith with their kids i always find that very interesting because i'm like i have no idea what i'm gonna do so i'm <laughs> more than keen if um god blesses beck and i with children in the future to scab all your ideas and see if they <laughs> <work>. <laughs> it sounds good <laughs> i think the one thing i've got from you and what you're saying that you do with brad anna is um living it out yeah mm. and i think that's like 
probably the most important thing is you're actually to your best of your abilities and no matter how sinful you are you're trying to live as god wants you to live yeah i think you've Thank you. but i think you've been doing that for a long time mm-hmm. and like the whole thing about like being worried about other people and all that, it's just because we're like we're yes. sinful we're yeah. sinful right that's it. yeah and it's admitting when we sin and saying sorry mm. and modeling that to our kids too yeah I that think so. is important yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been a very great pleasure. And I'm happy to hear Brad's side of the story (laughs) (laughs) next week. Hear more about our trips. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to everyone else who's listening or made it to the end. And uh, <laughs> the reason that we said that was because Anna said she listened to two episodes but didn't make it to the I end of either of them. I did a bit of, of research <laughs> and I listened to a few episodes, but I wanted to listen to more rather than long. Like, yes. yes, I never got to the last question. Before we do finish, <laughs> can you plug your podcast? Uh, the Please. Word on the Street podcast is on all of the platforms where you would mm. be listening to your podcast right now. Mm. And it is for you and your family to listen to together. Prefer- you know, Not preferably, but it's designed for a 10-minute car trip. But anywhere, really. I feel like the car is a great time when you're sitting, doing nothing, really. I agree. You're driving cool. along, the kids mm. are there, they're stuck, mm. thinking about the day or whatever, looking out the window. Mm. Put on a podcast, put on the yeah. word on the street. Definitely. Yep. Link here. Yeah, let's <laughs> check the, we'll check the link in there. Are you on yeah. YouTube yet? Or are you just on, on no, the audio? That's yeah. fine. No, there's nothing to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. <laughs> yeah, but don't like people paying, doing the centre of attention. So that's fair enough. Oh. Thanks, thanks for being on, Anna. We thanks really for, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on, Brayden. No, love you too. Thanks, Brayden. <laughs> thanks, Joel. <laughs> no worries. And uh, we always finish with a one way. If you're happy to finish oh, with a one, one way. way. One way. One way.